Good day, everyone. Today we will speak about Holy Thursday and Good Friday. So Holy Thursday, it's about obviously the Last Supper of Jesus with his disciples. And it is the day that is well known when Judas betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. We also learn that Jesus himself, he instituted the sacrament of the Eucharist and priesthood that evening of Holy Thursday. Now at the Last Supper, uh, Synoptic Gospels, Mark 14 verses 22 to 25, Matthew 26 verses 26 to 28, and Luke 22 verses 19 to 20, they speak about the institution of the Eucharist. For they say that Jesus took bread and gave thanks and gave it to his disciples, saying, This is my body which will be given up for you. Do this in memory of me. In the similar way, he took the cup of wine and said, This is my blood which will be poured out for you. And it is a new covenant that is everlasting. Do this in memory of me. Note that Jesus did not say, this is the bread which will represent my body. But he said, this is my body which will be given up for you. So we find the elements of bread and wine that we normally find at, at Mass. So on the day before he suffered, he instituted two sacraments that are of importance. That of the Eucharist and that of the priesthood. Somewhere in Hebrews chapter 5, Jesus is referred to as the high priest which means Jesus is both the priest and the victim of the sacrifice. Saint Pope, Saint Pope John Paul II says that as a priest, meaning Jesus, he offers a new covenant to be followed through all ages in the Eucharist. As a victim, he offers himself for us at the cross on Calvary. So whatever that happens, on, on, on Holy Thursday is manifested in Good Friday. So both these, the Eucharist and the priesthood, are inseparable. They go together because the Eucharist is the reason for the existence of the sacrament of priesthood. So priesthood came into existence because of the Eucharist. Now when we look Eucharist at the Eucharist as a, a memorial, we see that in the Eucharist, we do not reenact what Jesus did. That rather, it is re-represented, which means re-represent means to make something present again. So to make something that was real in the past real again in the present time. So it, it is also important to note that uh, all sacraments, all the, the sacraments that we know are centered on the Eucharist because our Lord is really, truly, and substantially present in the Eucharist without doubt. Now let us look at priesthood. In the Old Testament, we find Melchizedek in the book of Genesis 14 verses 18 and he is represented as the king and the priest of Salem or the priest of Salem. For his sacrifice he uses bread and wine 
which is what Jesus used at the Last Supper and what the priest of today uses at the Mass. Hence, in the Psalm 110 verses 4, says that you are a priest forever in the line of Melchizedek. So we, we, we get this character of Melchizedek from the Old Testament, who has no mother, no father, it is not mentioned there. He has no ending, but he is a priest forever. So this is the character we get again of Jesus, that Jesus is a priest forever. And hence that Samuel, a priest forever in the line of Melchizedek. Now let us move on to the washing of the feet. The Gospel of John, chapter 13, verses 1 to 17, tells us of the disciples' feet being washed by Jesus. So Jesus portrays a character of a priest which should be of a humble person, a person who is at the service of other people. Servo servorum, the servant of servants. So he did this so that they may do it to others as well. So this washing of the feet also represents that the Son of Man did not come to be served, but also to be of service to other people. So Holy Thursday is the Lord's Supper. That is why it must today on Holy Thursday, the tabernacle is left empty to symbolize Jesus who has been arrested that evening because of Judas. And he was to undergo a process of suffering and death. So Holy Thursday leads us to Good Friday. And now we can note that the liturgical color for, for, for Thursday, it's white. But then when we move to Good Friday, it changes to red. So what is Good Friday all about? It is the day that Jesus died and because of his death, he gives us new life. On this day, it is a day of silence because our Lord is no more. And the stations of the cross at church are normally done uh, for the last time because it is the actual day that uh, Jesus was, was, was killed. In the Old Testament sacrifices of the lamb, uh, as opposed to any other animal, was important because uh, the lamb is not a, a resisting animal. It doesn't run away or even cry, but it accepts death. So we find in scripture that in Isaiah uh, 53 verse 7, and I quote, He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened his, his, not his mouth like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like sheep that before its shearers is dumped, so he opened not his mouth. Close quote. So Jesus is the true lamb that was slain on Good Friday. And we find this as a prophecy also from Isaiah. So already we do have scripture pointing to what Jesus would undergo. Jesus was prefigured in the original Passover when God commanded that Moses tells the Israelites uh, in Exodus 12 verses 5 to 6, your lamb shall be without blemish, a male. The congregation of Israel shall kill their lambs in the evening. 
close quote, as Jesus, the Lamb of God, was crucified in dim light. Now in Matthew 27 verses 45, uh, God commanded that they shall eat the flesh. Uh, uh, sorry, in, in Exodus 12 verse 8, it says that they shall eat the flesh that night. And further on in verses 12, it says that I will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt. Now when we read also further on in verses 13, it says, the blood shall be shall be a sign for you. When I see the blood, I will pass over. We remember the, the 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 exodus of the Israelites out of Egypt. So most of us know that the original Passover prefigured the body and blood of the crucified lamb. You see, now when Pharaoh commanded the death of the Hebrew male infants in Exodus one verses twenty-two, death passed over Moses. Twelve centuries later, before Herod commanded the death of every Hebrew male infant in Bethlehem, death passed over Jesus as well. So all the prophecies of the Old Testament are fulfilled in Jesus. He is the new Adam as he gives us life, while the first Adam led us to death by sin of eating the forbidden fruit. So why is Good Friday not having a constant date like uh, Christmas? Now we can look at what we call the equinox, which is the longest day and the longest night. So it really determines uh, Good Friday. We should remember that when Jesus dies, it was the Passover of the Jews. So this helps in determining the Good Friday, when Good Friday will be. For example, if you have an English missile, I'm sure there are days that that have been set up until maybe 2035 on when Good Friday will be. So let us reflect on a few points. Number one, did Jesus eat the Passover of the Jews or of his own? If he ate the Passover of the Jews, there is no way he could have died on Good Friday for it was an important feast for the Jews as they remember that what God did for them in Egypt. Moreover, there is a comment reported by Mark that militates against this hypothesis that he tells us that two days before the Feast of the Unleavened Bread, the chief priests and scribes were looking for an opportunity to bring Jesus under their control by killing him. But in this regard, they declared, and in, in, in Mark 14 verses 1 to 2, not during the feast, lest we be a tumult of the people. So also in the Gospel of John, we find that the Last Supper was not a Passover meal. On the contrary, the Jewish authorities who led Jesus before Pilate's court avoided entering the praetorium so that they may not be defiled and that they may eat the Passover themselves. That's in John 18 verses 28. So according to John, Jesus dies at the moment when the Passover lambs were being slaughtered in the temple. So Jesus dies as the real lamb, merely prefigured by those slain in the temple. Hence, Jesus is both the priest and the victim. Moreover, Good Friday is observed throughout all Christian denominations 
even those who are not Christian have a day off or a short day at work. So it is the highest service in the Catholic Church. It is not Mass because we venerate the cross and we cover it in anticipation for the resurrection. So I'd like to thank you for listening to this clip and I invite you to send your comments or your messages. We can comment on the just on the Facebook page below where there's a space for comments and all that. And on our next class, we shall speak about uh, Easter Saturday and Easter Sunday. Thank you. God bless you.